this not your average podcast. You ain't talking about nothing. When they hit the highway, yeah, they talking about something. Better tune in and listen. Get the scoop, they dig it. It's just an open discussion. Now tell me what's your position. This not your average podcast. You ain't talking about nothing. When they hit the highway, yeah, they talking about something. Better tune in and listen. Get the scoop, they dig it. It's just an open discussion. Now tell me what's your position. Lady Roscoe on point, she gon' tell you the drill. You got Yoko Camille. All work, no play, she gon' give you the spill. Let's talk about it. What's the truth? They just keeping it real. Square business, that's the deal. They gon' speak on something, just pick a topic, get it poppin'. Not your average type of show, they keep it rockin', ain't no stoppin'. Controversial, who cares? We taking over, keep on watchin'. Motion steady, on go, anticipation, got them flockin'. Ain't nothing average about it, just keep glad that you found it. Tell a friend about it, know we all about it, so we gon' speak about it. Yoko Camille and Lady Roscoe, leave no doubt about it. Scream it out from the mouth, it's not your average podcast. You ain't talking about nothing. When they hit the highway, yeah, they talking about something. Better tune in and listen. Get the scoop, they dig it. It's just an open discussion. Now tell me what's your position. You know what it is. Not your average podcast. You know what I'm saying? Yoko Camille. Lady Roscoe. Y'all tap in. You know what I'm saying? Okay. All right. All right. Welcome to Not Your Average Podcast. I'm Lady Roscoe. And I'm Yoko Camille. So thank you for tuning in, whether you're on the toilet, on the go. Thank you for tuning in and enjoying our show. Thank you. So how has your week been, Miss Roscoe? Man, my week has been hectic. (laughs) Tell me about it. It has been a week. I'm so glad it's over. Um, Yeah, I'm ready for another week to start. And then it's funny because I was I was thinking to myself that we do an episode and then another episode comes and it's our episode. I don't have a problem with us doing episodes. It's what's happening in between the episodes. (laughs) That life. Life. Doing the podcast is like a little bit of a break. Oh, my God. Yes. And it's. It's such a, it helps relieve stress. Yes. Oh, I have so much on me right now, but (laughs) this is a good break from life. So yeah. Yes. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I love it. So today we're talking about abuse. Yeah. The title of the episode is Broken Bonds, The Toxic Cycle of Abuse. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a pretty deep one. Yes. So abuse can be so many things. It just doesn't have to be physical. Mm. There are emotional, mental, sexual, and also financial abuse. Right. Right. So what do you think about abuse? I think abuse is a learned behavior. I think that abuse is something that people probably go through because of insecurities of certain people mm-hmm. or even when it comes to like jobs, you know, using your employee to a point of what's beyond is expected of them. Yeah. You know, so I don't think it's positive at all. That's um, a good point. When you yeah. think of abuse, you don't really think of work. Mm-hmm. When you think abuse, you think of relationship. And right. so 
you put a different spin on it, so it actually makes me think a little different too. Yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been abused at work. Oh like, yes, I, me too. <laughs> but when doing the research and writing, you know, for this episode, yeah, I was more thinking, you know, personal experience of yeah. being having physical abuse and everything, and just relationship wise, yeah, not really thinking. When you were at work, they take your kindness for a weakness, and that's abuse too. So it could have went into a whole different right, yeah, topic, so yeah. yeah, yeah, within the topic, yeah. topic, yeah. Because and then the sad thing is, I think we allow work to get away with it more mm-hmm. than personal relationships because it's our job. This is what we're getting paid for. Yeah. So I mean, eventually, I feel like we do say enough is enough, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it comes to work. Because even I mentioned that like financial abuse is, you know, part of it. And Mm -hmm. even when I was thinking about that for the episode, I still wasn't thinking job. I was thinking you being with someone and they are not really giving you money or putting an allowance on you. Right. But... I'll go into it a little deeper later, but yeah. Yeah. I got some Keep thoughts. Keeping you on the chain. Yeah, I got some thoughts. Nice, nice. I mean, you were you were talking about, like, the different types of abuse, mm-hmm. like, you know, physical. And, you know, I feel like we have, you know, there are examples of that. Mm-hmm. Like, something you can see is, you know, unexplained bruises, cuts, or injuries. Um, someone having frequent injuries injuries of various stages of healing like you have like a bruise on your face but then you know maybe a scab on your arm or you know people wear like loose clothing or clothing that's inappropriate for weather so it's the middle of summer and someone's wearing like a long sleeve shirt and you're like why you know why are they doing that and that that's I feel like his example of physical abuse yeah physical abuse is intentionally um, causing bodily injury to a person. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Yeah, That's, so. yeah, you know, and there's emotional and and emotional people, they, they may have, like, sudden changes in behaviors. They might be isolated from their friends, mm-hmm. you know. People tend to not know who to speak to. They feel alone because their partner is like, I am yours. Yeah. You, you are the only thing that can satisfy me and I'm the only thing that can satisfy you and Mm -hmm. you must go through me for anything and that that's 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 a lot on a person it it is it is so you know mental and emotional abuse is like you said is purposefully causing emotional pain and mental pain yeah and they like to isolate you I was in a relationship with a guy and we were together for about four or so years and he did a lot of mental abusing not only physical he did the mental yeah and one instance i can remember he didn't like me going to parties with people that i knew before him oh people that you they are the reason that i met you Mm. and you don't want me to associate with them and so i know it was fourth of july one one year and um, one of the guys were going to come and pick me up but something told me to go and move the gun okay he has a gun oh my goodness and so something told me get it and go move it and so I did I I, I, I took that that um, thought and I went and hit it okay and the person was uh, coming get me 
And as soon as they pulled up, you know what he did? He got, he went to go he look for the gun. He went to look for it. Oh, wow. He went to look for it because he was going to shoot at the car. No. Because he was insecure. He knew who it was. Yeah. He knew why I was going. Yes. My vehicle wasn't working. Right. So you are so insecure in yourself that you wanted to go and get a gun and shoot at someone else just because you want to keep me in the house. Man, that sucks. Yes. That same person. Yes. You know, it's like physical abuse. Mm-hmm. He, so it's like none of the abuse is okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and that same person, he took like a 90 pound weight mm. and threw it at my head. Like he threw it at me. Oh man, that's, I'm and so sorry. I, if I hadn't moved, yeah, he would have, he would have, it would have hit me. Mm-hmm. And the last straw and the reason I left the, the relationship, my mm. son was there one day mm. and he was standing in the doorway and I had um, just came home from somewhere. And when I came in the door, he pushed my head into the door. Oh no. So yeah, and with my son standing there and seeing that was like the last straw. Yeah, and your kids are the important thing right mm-hmm. now. And, that, and that's important, that is important because they go through it emotionally too. Yeah. and. It's been years later, mm-hmm. and of course, we're not together, but he realized what he did and the impact that it had, mm-hmm. and he finally apologized you know, for what he'd done, and I appreciate the apology and everything, but it took me years to realize what he did, did to me. Like the scars that it put on me. And I realized that, you know, dealing with other people, being in other relationships and the smallest hint of you thinking that you're going to put your hands on me. I'm not allowing that. I'm going to stop you. Yeah, I can. That's good. That is good. Yeah. We don't want to go through that anymore. Mm Um, there's also sexual abuse out there. Yeah. And that's just, you know, signs that someone may have been sexually assaulted. You know, they have difficulty walking or sitting, unexplained physical injuries mm-hmm. in like the private area, mm-hmm. maybe sudden change in their behavior, maybe a sexually transmitted infection unexpectedly. And it's also like sexually exploited pictures. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you have the revenge porn, you have all that, and that's considered sexual abuse also. Yes, I didn't even think about that. Um, you know, rape, nudity, uh, sodomy. Oh, yes. Um, so there are tons of things. And, you know, anytime it's non consensual sexual behavior. Yes. It's considered sexual abuse. Yeah. So if you're experiencing any of that, you know, you should talk to someone that's never something that you have to allow, even if you're in a relationship. Right. That is true. Because a lot of people feel that, you know, even if you're married, you know, that was something that came up before where women are like, I'm being raped. Yeah. And they're like, that's your husband. And they just don't they just allow it. Because they're like, it's you are married, so that that's your obligation. Um, yeah, so that's not good at all. Right. And sometimes you may be asking yourself, how do I know if I'm the one that, if I'm in one of these relationships? Mm-hmm. There are a lot of signs, such as verbal abuse. Anytime a person talks to you disrespectfully and tries to belittle you, that is not someone who loves you. 
um, if they have a poor temper, if they are quick to lose their temper over something so small and blame you for those things. That's a huge big red flag. Unpredictable behaviors, possessiveness, not letting you be around your friends and family or you can't go anywhere alone. Also, if they have threatening behavior and like we said, forced sexual activities. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, there like think of, there's some like abuse that you might not have thought about. Like there's also financial abuse mm-hmm. and like that's sudden changes in financial situation, such the and in the inability to pay your bills, unexpected withdrawals or transfers, lack of personal finance or bank account. I knew someone. Mm-hmm who this was years ago years ago but i knew someone who would give their whole paycheck Mm -mm. to a man and that guy wasn't even their boyfriend but i realized the mental um hold he had on her yeah and it blew me away because i couldn't she was she would pour all her energy into it she was sleeping out of her car and for someone to take her money and to say, I'm, I'm saving it for you, I'm doing this for you, and it be a lie, yeah, wasn't cool. And at first, I wasn't saying anything um, about it because that's none of my business. Mm-hmm. But when you bring it up more and more, you know, I just ask questions, you know, hey, are you sure about this? Or, you know, yeah. is this something that you feel like it's the right thing to do. And eventually she got out of it. But, you know, when or when you are with someone and you don't have the money or the stability Mm -hmm. to take care of it, they make you feel that you're less than and they're using that power over you. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes people come, you know, they have excuses on why they should or shouldn't do things. And sometimes, you know, if you're in a relationship, you can feel like it's your fault that you're going through this. Mm -hmm. And you start to give excuses such as, you know, my partner loves me. They're not violent all the time. They don't mean to hurt me. I'm sure it's just a one time thing. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe it's my fault or I'm scared to leave. And, you know, it's okay to feel like you're scared, but you don't always have to be scared because, you know, there are people out there to help you. Yes. And when you're an experience in abuse, you know, you can feel confused, hopeless, mm-hmm. guilty, afraid, or ashamed. People who experience abuse may also develop mental health concerns, such as difficulty concentrating, mm-hmm. social isolation, nightmares, anxiety, depression. depression. I can relate to that. Yeah. PTSD and eating disorders. I have, I can relate to the PTSD uh, section Mm -hmm. because it's like you go through the trauma and then you see something similar. So then you respond in a manner that you think is going to be the outcome and it may not even be that outcome, Mm -hmm. but that's the the trauma response that you're doing. So I can, I can definitely understand the PTSD part. And it's like when, when you want to leave, it's not easy all the time. Mm-hmm. And you, when you decide to leave, you have to be aware of the red flags. Right. You need to find a safe place. Mm-hmm. You need to have a code word and a to-go bag. If you can, have a practice drill. 
you sound like J-Lo from Enough. Like, remember that movie? I mean, because, <laughs> because if, if it's a life or death situation, you want to be able to get out of there as fast as you can because... You don't know. You don't know. And so you want to be able to have stuff somewhere where they're not going to pay attention and look. So mm-hmm. you have that e- easy access. But if you have a phone and they don't let you have one, hide it. You know, turn off the notification so that you're not putting yourself in risk. Right. You know? Yeah. No, that's that's a good that's a good um that's a good one too. Another one that people probably don't even think about is neglect and that can range from like poor hygiene, unkept appearance or inappropriate clothing for the weather, malnutrition or dehydration, untreated medical conditions or lack of necessary aid. So when I go into these examples, this could be, for example, you think about when parents are charged in cases when they're not taking care of their children. So they're either not changing their diaper the way they should, keeping them in the in the certain environment that they need to be mm-hmm. to the point where they're getting charged with neglect, which is a form of abuse. Yeah. And even even when the person even when a person is being abused themselves, they may neglect themselves. So they may mm-hmm. stop taking care of their own hygiene. They may stop um, you know, doing the things that they need to do to take care of themselves, which could re- relate to depression. Yeah. So neglect in forms of whether it be something you see or the person in front of you, you know, that that's something else you can think about. And that's some of the abusers, they like that. You know, you're not taking care of yourself. You're not making yourself look pretty because you're not going anywhere. If I have you stuck in the house, mm-hmm. then you're going to do whatever I say. And then I'm fully in control over you. You are now my little pet, my little toy, however they think of it. And right. that's such a sick way of thinking about things. Mm-hmm. It's, it really is. Yeah. I I just, you know, I when I've had my first live-in boyfriend I was like 19 years old mm-hmm. and I had got an internship in Florida and in that relationship started off okay he was cute he was funny and he was very charming mm-hmm. too and he spoke fluent Spanish mm-hmm. so when we were on the phone he would say things in Spanish to me I don't even know what he's saying yeah. I had a friend translate I, would, I had a friend who spoke Spanish and I was like hey uh, can you translate this for me he's like okay and he's like oh my god he's saying this stuff to you so I was like I really liked him and but after a while it turned into you know like where are you going uh, who are you talking to mm-hmm. I know you I know you want to be with them and and then it got worse with the with the comments and then it turned into well no one wants to be with you anyways so he started being rude. And the sad thing is, is in, wow. you know, it did not get as bad until I actually moved in with him. Yeah. Because I wasn't living with him at first. I, I met him when I was doing my internship. So I had roommates. Mm-hmm. And then I transitioned to moving in with him. And um, I still had my job. But yes, he very much tried to keep me in the house a lot because I didn't have a vehicle at the time. I didn't even have a license. Mm. Um as not, I didn't get my license until I was 20. So 19, no car, no license, staying in your boyfriend's house all day. Um, and it wasn't fun, you know. Eventually I got out of that relationship, but it made me 
realize those were his insecurities Mm -hmm. and those were things that he needed to work on because it turned into fights and arguments and oh I know you want to be with them and and then people who knew us knew how he was Mm -hmm. so if they saw me in public by myself they were like oh he let you out today right he's not behind the bushes (laughs) he's not so people knew he was already like funny yeah you know and I'm, I'm laughing but it's, it's not funny it's <laughs> no not yeah funny. yeah like, yeah i get it yeah and i'm 19 this is my first relationship this is my first boyfriend i moved in with he ended up being my fiance but we did not make it that far because it just wasn't working out mm-hmm. and sometimes i think that we stay in these relationships mm-hmm. to make an effort to make stuff work mm-hmm. because we really like the person we're like look they're not really that bad but it's like no they are really oh, that bad you don't have to tell me like i said the one <laughs> the guy that i was with for four years mm-hmm. when i met him he he was what I thought amazing at the time, you yes. know, we had good and bad. It wasn't just all bad. So I'm not, you know, just going to act like it was. But the times where the abuse came up, where when my grandmother died, you got mad because I asked someone else for um, money to help me get there because okay. you didn't have it. You wasn't working. Mm-mm. So you shouldn't have been upset because of that. Um, he threatened to tie me to a tree cut me, put honey on me, leave me there so the ants and other things could eat me. That's awful. Um, Just awful. He tried to put my head under the sink of of water and stuff. Yeah, it it was just a lot. Um, I've been with someone who... Have you ever had someone who didn't want you to wear weave? No, but, but I have been with someone who had an issue when I got dressed up. So it was like, well, why don't you, why are you being so frumpy to, oh, where are you going? Like, what? Can, can I, can it be one way or the other? Yeah, it's, I just don't understand why people feel the need to try to control people. Mm-hmm. It, it's crazy. But I want you to remember, if you are being abused, you are not to blame for being battered or mistreated. You are not the cause of your partner's abusive behavior. Mm-hmm. You deserve to be treated with respect. You deserve a safe and happy life. Right. Your children deserve a safe and happy life. Mm-hmm. You are not alone and people are waiting to help. That's the most important things that you need to remember. Yes. And here are some signs that your abuser is not changing. Mm-hmm. They minimize abuse or deny how serious it is. Gaslighting. Gaslighting. <laughs> they continue to blame others for their behavior. Mm-hmm. They claim that you're the abusive one. They pressure you to go to couples counseling. They tell you that you owe them another chance. Mm. I, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, you, you hit to, me on the nail. <laughs> I had someone try to kill themselves. Oh, God. They're or make threats. Yeah, and I'm cutting my wrist. Well, you cut it the wrong way if you were actually trying to kill yourself. I took a whole bunch of pills and with some alcohol. Were they vitamins? <laughs> no, like, you, you, yeah. <laughs> Don't let those things 
trick you into staying. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to push them to stay in treatment. They say that they can't change unless you stay with them and support them. Mm. They try to get sympathy from you, your children, or other family members and friends. They expect something from you in exchange for getting help. And they pressure you to make decisions about the relationship. Man. Sounds like abuse to me. (laughs) Gaslighting. Claiming you that you're abusive. Mm-hmm. How can I be the one that's putting these marks on myself? Right. It was your fault that I hit you. Yeah. I threatened to tie myself up to mm-hmm. a tree. You know, that's... That I, I don't see how that works. Honey yeah. ants. Yeah. You know? you know. So if you're thinking about leaving and you don't know where to go, there are a domestic violence shelters out there. And these are a building or set of apartments where if you're being abused or battered, you can seek refuge from your abuser. They generally cater to female victims of abuse and their children. The location of the shelter is always kept confidential from your abuser. Domestic shelters will provide you with all the basic living needs, including food and childcare. The length of the time that you stay at the shelter is limited, but most shelters will also help you find a permanent job, home, and other things you need to start a new life. The shelter should also be able to refer you to other services in the community for domestic abuse, including legal help, counseling, support groups, services for your children, employment groups, um, health-related services, educational opportunities, and also financial assistance. If you go to a, a domestic violence shelter, you do not need to give identity information about yourself, even if asked. While shelters take many measures to protect the people they house, giving a false name may help keep your abuser from finding you, particularly if you live in a small town. Once you're out, you, they'll also help you find a therapist, or you can feel, if you feel comfortable talking to someone, you can reach out to someone that you feel comfortable with. If you don't have anyone, you can always reach out to us. But there are... Um, Hotlines, for instance, there is 1-800-799-SAFE, which is 1-800-799-7233, and that's the National Domestic Violence Hotline. You can call that number for any resources or if you just need help or advice for your safety. I think those are good um, safety tips and ways to identify abuse. Yes. So if you're ever scared and you just want to get out, don't be afraid. Find help. Um, make sure you have a backup plan and get out because it's better than you being dead. Exactly. Yeah. Looking to have great memories captured in time for you to see whenever you like? Want wonderful photos for any occasion? Then contact Christina for all your unforgettable moments you want to cherish forever. You can go to her Instagram page with rain and light. And in her bio, she states from Austin, Texas to wherever you are. You can also go to her website, www.withrainandlight.com and get started with your memories today. Welcome to the horror story segment of our podcast. Each week, we'll bring you a new story that will chill you to the bone. 
So sit back, relax, and let us take you on a journey into the dark side of the human imagination. So today we're gonna to get into our horror story. Someone followed me to my home a month ago. Now I can see myself in the baby monitor, putting my son to bed, but I'm still at work. I collected a glass of milk from the kitchen before heading up the stairs. I was still shaking. The milk spilling down the stairs a wee bit. I got myself a short warm shower to clear the sweat and then blacked out in my bed beside my wife utterly shattered. Weird things have continued over the next couple weeks, all getting progressively worse as it goes on. Every night, the chase repeats over and over again in my nightmares. Every night, the person slowly getting closer and more recognizable than ever. I would wake up in a wave of cold sweat every time. My wife begged me to see a therapist, so I eventually signed up for my first appointment. Along, along with the night terrors, I began to see the same face everywhere around me. Strangers in the city crowds, posters, ads, and even the people I should trust like my therapist and family. Everyone thinks I'm going insane every time I try to even mention it, even the therapist's office. By the end of the first week, I finally worked why, I finally worked why the hell I could possibly recognize this total stranger. It's like an identical match to me. Not just the same shape or hairstyle, bang on identical parts from his eyes, they seemed empty, emotionless, black, full stops in the socket. It got much worse the whole last week and even the start of this one. Strangely, people have been convinced that they have chatted on, chatted to me over text and even creepily face to face, even when I have not seen them or talked to them. When they've said or not even spoken to me in months, my double seems to pretend to be me. I don't know how the hell they're doing this. My friends have chatted to me outside my work, at a party, the shops, and even the streets beside my house. All places that I wasn't at and when they had claimed I definitely was. Georgina also got texts that I didn't send from my own number. Checking up on her, checking on what she was doing, all the normal stuff you expect a loving husband. There was seemingly no motive or anything this doppelganger wanted to get out of everyone. It seemed like this just figured this figure just wanted to be me. One time my wife wasn't was even convinced that I had already gotten home. She told me that she had heard the door unlocked. The figure take their shoes off and even the baby in the and even the baby in the high chair cooing at the figure seemed to walk into the kitchen. All number things that she'd expect from me. She got very confused when the real me walked into the house only a few moments later. Mm. I'm getting the hell out of this house. 
Calling up to her at the top of the stairs, she looked scared shitless. She told me that she was convinced that she had heard me, but we tried to pass it off as the wind. <laughs> we both knew it couldn't be wind, but it's but it's too, but it was a comfort to the both of us. Mm. Only later, just before bed, did my wife realize she had never actually heard anyone leave the house since. <laughs> they still there. Yeah. <laughs> uh. The final two days, including yesterday, we both had the shivers, trying to work out who this figure was and why it was targeting me. Everyone was told was very unsettled by the impossibility of this. These events became routine over these two days, every couple of hours or so. The only thing the figure had not crossed into was, what, the only thing the figure had not crossed into was anything truly illegal. Nothing that could let me call the police, especially considering I had only ever seen this person once from a far distance. Just silly coincidence in the law eyes. Mm. This is crazy. This is crazy. <laughs> you calling the police on yourself? Man, you got a plea you don't know about? You gotta arrest yourself. Finally getting to tonight. I was once again starting particularly late in at the office. Nearly half, not, half nine to be exact. I had promised my wife I would be home early enough for dinner. Of course not being what would really happen. I thought it was strange that she did not text as soon as it got late, but just as soon she was busy on her or her phone was dead. Surely my wife couldn't mix me up for a complete stranger that definitely wasn't me. It should be impossible. It should be. Sounds like a goosebump story. Man. <clears throat> Usually my son would be in bed around 9.30, so I could see him going to sleep. I decided I would check the baby cams just to check on him. As I expected to see was as I expected to see was either to see Georgina putting him into his crib or him already sound asleep. The baby grew moving to his little breath. Neither of those situations came up on my phone. Something far more disturbing than it should be. Oh my goodness. Through the camera I saw a figure standing, swaying, holding my baby in the nursery. My wife would often do this, but this figure definitely wasn't my wife. They looked nothing like my wife. The figure was considerably taller than her, had a crew cut hair, a crew cut haircut with short hair and a clean, muscly dad bod. All things that exactly described me, although it is obviously was not me, completely still silent and still as a statue, I continued to watch the live video in total shock. The mysterious figure headed slowly across the room, smoothly laying the bed, baby in the crib, the norm you would expect from a dear and loving father. So overjoyed over his beautiful baby boy, the perfect dad, after laying the baby down, the figure left the room, presumably heading to my wife and I's master bedroom. Only then did I see this shiny silver object in his back pocket in the shape of a carving knife. Oh no. I couldn't scream, even if I wanted to. Out of panic, my mouth was dry and I knew that if I screamed, it would panic the whole building. Unnecessary stress. Maybe they'd think I was overreacting watching some fake horror film. 
I could barely admit my fears to myself, let alone tell someone else what I had seen. Quickly packing up my bag, I grabbed my keys and bolted out of the car in the near empty car park. I didn't care how far past the speed limit I was driving. I sped home, my heart beating out of my chest. The lies, uh, the world flashing red and black sporadically. I knew every second was the risk of the ba- of my baby and the love of my life lives. I couldn't live alone knowing that the world would always assume that I murdered my family when it was a doppelganger. Finally reaching my home, I bolted up the path fully aware of the faint light coming from my bedroom window. The moment I opened the door, I hear an ear-splitting scream, the sound of my wife. And that's the, the, the cliffhanger for now. Yes. Okay. So, what do you think? You ever seen that movie uh, by Jordan Peele, Us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it's giving me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's some crazy crap. Could you imagine being at work and you seeing someone that looks like you? in your home already uh you know i know that sounds crazy but i would start like screen recording or screenshotting mm-hmm. like that okay this is my phone i'm obviously not in the same place at the same time like i'm at this work office like you guys see me here mm-hmm. this is this is someone else like if you have it on camera why not go see your show your boss or show someone yeah someone <laughs> yeah uh, actual see them because if the people you need that witnesses. they're talking to don't believe you and you have it on footage, then show them that. And if you're late and you didn't already alarm people, they may not remember seeing you at work. Right, right. I'm screaming. You don't know because I'm doing not this to have me get convicted of murder. He should have moved. Why are we still living in the same house? Why are we not, like, making... Plus, the wife should have been more vigilant. She's not calling the husband, not thinking, oh, this might be the fake guy today. Right. Like, we... Code words. Mm-hmm. Code, Code words. words. Most definitely. Like, not only do you need them for situations you have to get out of, you need them for apparently doppelgangers and ghosts. Doppelgangers. So yeah, that's um, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And so that is the end of our horror section for today. This is music with Lady Roscoe, where we talk about current, past, and present music, entertainment, just for the best of years. So there's many songs that address sensitive topics of abuse, whether it's physical, emotional, psychological. Some of these songs are meant to raise awareness, provide comfort, or encourage survivors to speak out. And, you know, just a list of them with a touch of the theme of abuse was uh, Jar of Hearts by Christina Perry, the one that was just playing. This song 
addresses emotional abuse and the process of healing from toxic relationships. Mm. Um, so when you look at the video, it's very dark and kind of emo, what we would consider emo yeah. in the 2000s. Um, and she's just, you know, doing like some melodic dancing. Um, another song would be like, for example, the one with Eminem and Rihanna, mm -hmm. The Way You Lie. Like that song, that song was serious. It was. Like it was so deep. I remember everyone was listening to that song. That song was everywhere. One of those top chart charting songs, mm -hmm. you know, and this dude's yeah, talking about setting her on fire and and the Eminem and Rihanna. Yeah. yeah. That that song is, I love that song. And I think there's like two parts to it. That was when everybody was doing like part one, part two mm -hmm. of certain songs. So it had like a two parter and another song. I remember that was abuse growing up was that city high song, mm -hmm. you know, what you do when yeah. crying alone on the bedroom floor when he's hungry and the only way to feed him is yeah. a, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that too. And that one was deep because like the song was talking about a guy who knew a girl mm -hmm. and all of a sudden she's a trick and what's going on. Like, I thought you were, you had, you were, on top of your thing, you seemed all that. And she was like, nah, I was getting raped at home by my father. Yeah. And it was it was me and my sister, so we had to run away. And and then that led me down a cycle of what I was what I am today. And I, I know I know someone like that. Like mm. she is a friend of mine, but the path that she took, she was like a stripper mm -hmm. and then uh, a work an uh, a sex worker. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't judge people because, you know, you end up where you end up. Yeah, I don't but, judge either. You know, she had it hard, too. So it was like those those kind of songs hit home. And it's kind of the sad. Like another song I feel like talks about abuse. Mm -hmm. It's not really abuse tone. Is that Blue Contrell hit him up. Mm -hmm. And it's like a response to the abuse that yeah. she went through. So he was constantly cheating on her putting her through things, gaslighting her. So she's like, you know what? I'm about to spend your money. Mm -hmm. I'm about to uh, sell all your stuff in the house. <laughs> I'm about to max out your credit cards. So it was a response to the abuse mm -hmm. that she uh, she went through. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, and I have one. Um, I have Love is Blonde by Eve. Um, that one is one that when I was young, even hit home at an early age because you can tell that she was struggling and going through abuse. And of course, because she had to visit her friend's um, grave site. Oh, wow. So of course she experienced, you know, seeing her friend go through that. So, cause, because she died, of course. And then one I feel is sort of about abuse. It could lead into it as the SEX song by Lala brown and life jennings mm. um where you have a young girl that is out there and you have all these other guys that are preying on her and right. trying to make her lose her virginity and in a way that's a form of sexual abuse because you're trying to take advantage of a young child mm -hmm. just because you want to you know have sex or whatever get your rocks off that's so sad. And think about when you're young too, mm -hmm. like how, what, what was going on around that time? I did have people who were talking about 
uh, more mature things, mm -hmm. even adults kind of testing. What I realize now is like testing the boundaries at that age of I like 13 and 14. I lost my virginity at, <laughs> at 12. Oh, wow. He was 15, 16 years old. Wow. Um, and I didn't know, I didn't know what the hell we were doing. Oh, wow. Because uh, I was 12. And yeah. of course we got, I got caught, you know, it was supposed to be watching this other little girl and she's standing outside running around. Mm. Um, So my mom like, what's she doing out? And then, you know, she's seen us or whatever. But if I had have known what I was doing and the risk, the implications of things that could have happened, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have done it. You know, I put myself in risk of STDs, getting pregnant, like so many things at a young age and trying to do what this gentleman won't because he's my boyfriend and he's yeah. an older boyfriend. So, of yeah. course, you can talk, talk us into doing anything. Right. Um, then I have Shane by mm. Tyrese. Yes. Uh, I uh, figured out that is about a domestic violence abuse case. Wow. Um, He's talking about how he's ashamed of the things he's doing. So I really like that song. And the last one I have is uh, Keep Your Head Up by Tupac. Mm, mm. And that's the song, you know. So if you went through something, it's always a light at the end of the tunnel. So right. you might think that that's it. But, you know, keep your head up. It'll get better. Right. Um, and these songs and many other songs use as a medium to shed light on, you know, the realities of abuse and offer support to those who have experienced it. So you're not feeling alone. Mm -hmm. You know, that music is out there for good expression and stuff. So, you know, I thought I'd bring up just some songs that, you know, talked about abuse, but maybe on some like lighter news. Yeah. Uh, I saw something relating to, you know, entertainment, radio, music. Mm -hmm. Uh, they were just talking about how like Jess Hilarious joined the Breakfast Club. How yeah. do you feel about that? I am so glad that <laughs> they did it the way they did it. Yes. Because everybody was talking so much crap mm. after she wasn't on the show. Right. And just because I get hired, they also can give me a start date. Just because I get hired don't mean I start the exact day right. that um the next day or whatever. Right. Sometimes it, it could be two weeks or whatever. Sometimes mm -hmm. they have other stuff that they have to finish before the contract. Yeah. Maybe I can't personally just speak on certain things. Mm -hmm. And so I'm glad that all the haters got, you know, what they deserve. Yeah. Yeah. I, when, when they were doing the rotation of guests uh, to fill Angela's spot, mm -hmm. Well, let's get back to Angela. I felt the air that she was going to leave. Um, and I, I felt like she was going to leave a while ago. And there was, you know, some tension that was going on on the Breakfast Club. And I think it was like almost a year and a half or two years later that she finally left. So I don't know if that was like contract obligation. I mean, because I, personally, I think they're some clowns. You, you talk know, about the breakfast club when it comes to Charlamagne and Envy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and Angela Yee too, so, you know. Yeah. I felt like she, okay. I felt like her personality sometimes was becoming drowned out by Envy's and Charlemagne. I felt like their personalities sometimes, you know how like you have a little sister and you really don't want to pay her no mind, mm -hmm. but she, she has an opinion, but you just don't want to hear yeah. it. 
I felt like that's how they treated her. And, uh, you know, with her now having her own show, it's kind of, I feel like maybe that's better for her to have her own voice Mm -hmm. and her own sound where she's not being drowned out. She did, you know, she was that balance and, you know, she did a good job. Uh, But I I did feel that that time was coming to an end. I just felt that I was like, I think she's going to leave. Like something's telling me she's going to leave. And then she's, you know, faded out. I wasn't surprised. But, you know, when they were doing the host, you know, selection or guest spot, Mm -hmm. I always felt like Jess did the best. And I always was rooting for her as someone to, you know, change up the the scenery. I follow Jess from, you know, a long time ago from Facebook and Mm -hmm. everything before she just got really big when she was doing the skits with her son in the car. Mm -hmm. So I'm proud of the growth that she's made. So I'm happy for her and I'm glad she's on a show like The Breakfast Club. She's been on Wild and Out. She's had her own podcast and so many other things. And I'm proud of her. You know, I hate the controversy between her and country wine yeah you know, he was like uh, you need to have some better things doing mm-hmm. and now he get to eat his words too because she has better things going yeah, so, yeah I'm, I'm proud of her and i'm happy for her and i'm glad that uh she is the third host so i feel like she bounces off a little bit better too because she's got more of a tomboy personality yeah. and so she sees it in a perspective where it's still feminine but at the same time i understand where this guy is coming from mm-hmm. i understand you know what he may be thinking and then she's also a younger mix where she can bring in a younger audience also to the culture and not be as out of touch Mm -hmm. so uh yes i feel congratulations to jess feel like it's a good spot for her you know kudos to her and you know many more endeavors yeah i was just about to say i hope many more great things happen for her Mm -hmm. and she just keep going and keep shitting on all these haters yeah just you you think you the shit you ain't even the fart (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh my god God. what uh what you call say i don't like how the way shit smells right so yeah it is what it is. I'm happy for Jess. Me too. So I think I think that was good. All right. What's going down with it, man? It's your boy Big Tone P. Mel Rider Entertainment in the building. You know what I'm saying? Y'all go follow me on IG, Big underscore Tone underscore P and Big Tone P on YouTube. Go like and subscribe to that channel. Shout out to Yoko Camille and Lady Roscoe. Not your average podcast, man. Shout out. Much love. You know what I'm saying? Peace. All right, so this is our question of the week. And on our Facebook page, I asked the question, have you ever experienced being in an abusive relationship? How did you handle it? What tips would you offer to someone in the same situation? And do you view yourself as a victim or a survivor? Mm. And I know it's a touchy subject, so we only really had um, one person to really respond on that. Because I know a lot of people don't really want to share. Right. But that's um, good we have the one. But we have uh, a young lady by the name of Crystal Brinks who said, I was in a bad marriage with a lot of arguing that escalated into a domestic violence. I did not know that he was a narcissist until a couple of years ago from studying. He is a grandiose type or overt. 
I got involved for the last 12 years in a strange relationship with lots of drama, ups and downs, and me questioning my own reality and sanity, including asking myself if I truly was abusing him because he gaslit me to believe such. And that was one of the things we talked about in earlier in the episode. Gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Turns out when I got into a car wreck and I needed neck surgery, it only made it worse. I developed more and more health issues and he didn't care about anything but himself. I then filed for divorce, but due to lack of evidence of his behavior, it was denied. Two months later, I got recommended to Robert Jackson underscore hack on Instagram by a friend. He helps provide evidence by hacking into his phone and spying on all his activities. I was able to spy on his phone through mine also, all thanks to a genius hacker. I was then able to gather up evidence and then file another divorce this time. Around it was, this time it was granted and I'm very happy. I'm now living my best life. I strongly recommend Robert Jackson underscore hack on Instagram if you're trying to spy on your spouse. I'll drop a, uh, yeah, I don't know about um, necessarily going to Robert and hacking someone's phones because I do think that's illegal, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but um, I do recommend that you get any kind of evidence that you need to get your divorce, get out of the situation, prove that you're being abused. Um, as I stated earlier, make sure you have the um, make sure you have a backpack, a safe code word. If you have a phone, make sure your phone is off so you don't get notifications. Um, practice if you can get out. Um, if you have somebody that you can talk to, talk to them because everybody needs help. Everybody needs that outlet. So, yeah. I do appreciate, you know, our our people in our groups to mm-hmm. share the personal information yeah. and just express, you know, what's going on in their life or what they've been through and to talk about how they were able to get out of that situation mm-hmm. too. So I think those are, that's positive. Yeah. Because it takes, it takes a big step to talk about the abuse that you went through or that you're going through. Mm-hmm. That's a huge step. Not everybody is able or comfortable in doing that. Right. So, yeah, I do appreciate you, Crystal, for, you know, writing in. And I'm glad that you're safe now. And if you ever need anyone to talk to, any of you out there, you know, we're always here to listen. You can reach out to us on our Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Email us. You know, we're here. We are here. All right. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to Around the World and Back, the segment of our podcast where we talk about the latest currency events all right so that's uh famous and that's her um reaction to the meg and nikki beef famous that's yeah. a that's a, that's a pretty cool name so have you heard the song no, that was actually today was my first time hearing it. I heard a couple bars that sounded v- v- quite good, but this them bars hit hard though. Man, let's just say she won the beef for. Uh, I mean, Meg had already won it. Yes, but she has solidified the 
the win for me. Yeah. I think she's like her cousin or they're related some kind of way. Oh, or, okay. It's supposed to be something. I'm not quite sure, but I think they're supposed to be related. So I think she um, she really did that. She solidified that, especially with that bar about, you know, the pedophile. Oh, yeah. that The way that they she went into it and broke it down, I was like, the play on words was right. a good execution. So I ain't got to worry about that because you don't want to sleep with him and you okay with sleeping with somebody to sleep with kids? Like, yeah, the way and the way, yeah, that the way, was... She intense. didn't say it that way, but she said... No, because the bars, the yeah, way the bars it, came, it, you were oh like, oh, God. wow. Yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, what... How can you be okay with somebody that messes with kids but you did like I said we said in the last one you know her and that song with a little twist so and she might be a little petty herself you know but hey you know but right and she well and my thing is 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 she going to respond to this woman like is Nikki going to respond to her I mean did you hear her response to Meg what can she say I mean she already having a mental breakdown damn but let look. Let me not talk too much about Nikki because you know her fans going crazy with these folks, right? They doxing people, yes, putting people's information out on social media, and all them fools are going to jail, right? Right. I remember I gave an opinion once about the the I think it was the ether beef, the mm-hmm. one that uh, Remy Ma did, yeah. and I said all I said was Remy Ma ate. And within like 30 minutes, it was only one person, but it was like, you lie. I was like, whoa, where did well, you come I, from? I, I made a comment on one of her posts on um, Twitter, but they never said anything to me. Mm-hmm. So I um, I uh, never really um, worried about it because mm-hmm. like, what what can they do? But yeah, they all getting in trouble and shit. Uh, for doxing people and putting their information out like they Yeah, it's pretty messed up are putting people's stuff out on Twitter and everything. Yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't want to be putting people's personal lives out there. They have family members, you mm-hmm. know, that's dangerous. Yeah. You putting all their, their little siblings and brothers, kids, everybody in danger. That That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then we have the lotto and ice spice beef. Right. You think you're the shit. You're not even a fart. Man, I don't even understand this beef. Like, to me, yes. I think Lotto was just making a video and she just happened to be playing in the back. Like she can't listen to your music. I think that I want to say yes too, but I do know that there were supposed subliminals that Lotto would make against Ice Spice mm-hmm. because this is I got confused because when when Ice Spice was like, oh, I was in the background. I wasn't even thinking about that video. There was a performance that Lotto did. And in the background was a redhead, curly cartoon figure mm-hmm. in the background while she was performing. So I thought that's what she was talking about. Because I felt that obviously that was intentional. She's on stage. Yeah. So there's the subliminal. When it came to the other video, I was like, maybe... Maybe she's reaching. Maybe maybe it's not. Yeah. But I do know that Lotto had a beef with Nicki Minaj and Ice Spice is under Nicki Minaj in some form of way. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's her like 
fairy music godmother situation. So, you know, and then Ice Spice confirmed, you know, she didn't say Lotto's name, but she just said, oh, you made this song and my, my stuff is in the background. Yeah, she, well, yeah, I mean, but she did that when she was in the Bronx, when she came to the Bronx or whatever. But yeah, I think it's childish. I think it's stupid. Um, I can't even I know one song of Ice Spice and that I don't even really know the words of it that much. Uh da 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 whatever. Uh, <laughs> but Lotto, I've been rocking with her since uh rap game. Right. I mean I heard about her on the show. I haven't seen the show. I mean I've seen snippets. Yeah. So I knew that she had been out for mm-hmm. a minute. And I and I liked her stuff too, you know, with with Ice Spice there were two songs I thought were catchy. Ice Latte. Uh, is that the name of the song? <laughs> no, I'm talking about Ice Spice. Oh, I was, <laughs> I was like, I don't know if Ice that's Latte. Ice, Ice Latte. You know, but she got Pumpkin she got that Spice endorsement. From like, Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, yeah. She was like, Couldn't the munchkins. My munchkins. I, I'm not going to lie, I like the commercial. <laughs> it's cute, it's cute, but yeah, you you and your munchkins need to sit down somewhere because I ride with Lotto all day. Um, been rocking with her since she was, like I said, on the rap game. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was that deep for her to... Um, for her to be saying that, you know, making the fart song. I don't feel like, okay, so I feel like Ice Spice is like, she's considered non-problematic, like, like a, like a Haley, Halle Bailey. Yeah. Like they're not really confrontational people. Yeah. So it's like when they come at you, it's like, whoa, you just came at me. Kind of yeah. like when, uh. Hallie was upset when people were making comments about her face. She's yeah. like, yeah, da 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 da. So you're but like, see, where's this coming the, from? The, the aggression. Thing, so, oh, Hallie, everybody was wondering if she was pregnant and they were saying, like, if you've been pregnant or been around pregnant people, you know the signs and symptoms of a pregnant person. Right. And I understand, you know, she wanted to do it on her time and, and all that, but mm-hmm. it's like, as a fan, we, we're we going to notice the changes in you. We're going to notice that your nose is spreading. Right. It's getting water. Right. We're noticing that that shirt, that um, hoodie you had on looked a little big. And, and there were certain angles that looked know, like a baby. Um, so, of course, they're going to ask questions. And you're a public figure. Yeah. And so, I understand, you know, where the, the fans came from. And, yeah. I, and I get her wanting to be private, but come on. Yeah. Lady. How much privacy can you really expect when you're yeah. a public figure? Right. And I understand you want to you, she kept her, I believe she kept her pregnancy to herself because, you know, with pregnancies come a lot of risk. Yes. And not having everyone in your build, your business and talking about you like she was a Disney princess. Right. And then you pregnant and you're not married. Mm-hmm. And then they talk about her boyfriend, DDG. Right. And all the things he says. So I can understand her not wanting to put that out. Yeah. Because the fans are so quick to yip, 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 yip. Mm-hmm. like little chihuahuas on everything. So, right. So, and that that's and her personality kind of mimic to me kind of is like an ice spice. Like on a different on the rap girl level, like she, to me, it's like, it's really like mellow, but then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, shoot, you just, okay, so this is a diss song, all right, yeah. and the song came out, you know, Charlamagne the God was talking about, he felt like it was a parody, it, the song sounds like a parody, the song sounds like it might be an original of something else, Yeah. and I saw like a little animated clip, and I just was dying, I was like, wow, this is, 
okay. It's like it's like when those kids are like, oh, you just ate. Yeah. Because you the fart. You yeah. gotta eat the fart. Ooh. No. So yeah. Uh-uh. I can't I can't knock people in their game, but that hurt me. It so, really wasn't hitting. So Nikki wrote hers too, is what you're saying? No, I just know <laughs> that it's just that Nikki, she's under Nikki's. No, wing. no, I was saying like we all know Nikki has a ghostwriter because whoever be writing her other music did not write her this track. <laughs> so I didn't listen to Ice Spice track. Yeah. So if it was garbage, I'm saying Nikki must wrote hers too. Damn. Because uh, yeah, wow. Nikki is off her game. Well, I just know that these rap girlies need to calm it down a little bit. So I have a question for you. Okay, what's up? How do you feel about somebody spinning the block? Oh, you mean like coming back from like an old relationship? Yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan of it. You know, like if I'm, if I, I like to return to a situation if it's under like five months, yeah. you know, if it's like some years had gone by to me, maturity levels have separated and our views may not be on any type of path mm-hmm. that would be able to cross or the other person may not have grown at all. Yeah. So I'm not personally a person who is going to spin the block, but if it works for other people, then have at it. So it, I guess it like, it depends on the person. Mm-hmm. Um, but this spin the block couple, I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. Ashanti and Nelly. Shanti and Nelly. And her little belly. She pregnant. Shanti and Nelly in the belly. You know, oh. I think I think I think life is beautiful. You know, creation of life mm-hmm. is beautiful. Babies are blessings. Mm-hmm. You know, even when they're unexpected, they still are blessings. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to Shanti and Nelly, I just hope it works out for them to me too. You know, I'm not against it. I just, in my opinion, I feel like she was in the when they first were doing it she was more serious mm-hmm. he was not and when you're uneven yeah you know i'm feeling some type of way because it's like oh now now i'm worth it cuz yeah. now you 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 got your tired elbows and you got your your miles ran on your car but, but sometimes it takes like if you, i guess if you're not in a situation that's conducive to both of you two and mm-hmm. one is more um, loving than the other one, or mm-hmm. feeling the other one more. If you feel, if you see that it's not working, and the other person needs to go and take some time for them to grow, right? I don't think it's a problem with them growing and then y'all coming back if right. they've done the work. Yeah. yeah, if they've done the work, you know, and they seem happy. So I think that this spin the block was a good one. Yeah, you know, I, I've had somebody try to spin the block on me and. Let me tell you this. When we first, we were trying to talk and do stuff. The person was very immature. Yeah. Uh, they were playing games too much. And they. it took some years for them to finally get this shit together. And they were like, I'm finally the guy that you want. You know, I'm the, I have this together. I got my this. I got this, this, this. Why don't you want to be with me? I said, unfortunately, I'm still holding on to the past and I feel like that ship has sailed, but I am more than welcome. We are more than welcome to be friends. 
and I will take this friendship journey with you, but I cannot take this, uh, the journey of you now. I'm glad you got your shit together and I'm glad, you know, you're the person for me or Mm -hmm. what you think is for me, but I I don't want it. And I, I, his comment was, um, but I could finally be the man that you want me to be. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it's like seven years too late. Yeah. You know, even though I've known this person over time for you to come at me now. And honestly, he came before then, but I just don't feel that way. And I just feel like maybe I want to take a different adventure or a different avenue. Um, but, you know, for them, like, you yeah. know, it works for them. It's yeah. good. I've spent the block and I've done it with an ex, mm-hmm. my ex-husband and uh, and other people. And it's like that person, like like we said, they have to grow. Like yeah. I've spent the block with someone and they end up living with someone else. Yeah. And then try to gaslight me into thinking that them and that person that they were staying with wasn't sleeping in the same bed and wasn't doing anything. But I'm not dumb because, right. you know. I'm not dumb. I'm not so, dumb. So, you know, you can spin the block, but it has to be with somebody that's growing. Yes. And if that person hadn't grown, then it's a waste of time. Like, right. I wasted my time, you know, with that person. I introduced them to things that I shouldn't have introduced them to. Mm-hmm. And so that was a waste. We should have ended it when we ended it and let that be net. But I'm I'm happy for that spin the block. It's going to have a lovely child. You know, that's going to be loved and cared for, hopefully. So I'm happy for At least they're financially stable. Yeah, I know Nelly yeah. made a, a, a good little right. grip. You know, I think he sold some things and or did some investing. And right. so I can't remember exactly what it is. But I remember there was definitely some blessings that came his right. way. So right. <laughs> that's the baby's covered. All right. So another question. Okay. When you take your son to the bar, would you ask, for a little boozy fade or a Travis Kelsey fade. Mind you, they the same thing. They something that we've been rocking forever. Yes. But now, the New York Times has took it upon themselves to name something that we've been getting for ages, the Kelsey fade. So, the fade. Fade. Is now the Kelsey fade or? Yeah, Travis Kelsey fade. Travis yeah. Kelsey fade. Yeah. So first he infiltrated our black women and now he's infiltrating our haircuts. No, I'm just kidding. But no, they, 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 they palm color, they. A, A11s, um, powdered sugar, um, whatever you want to, they, ta- you know they what? Yes. Take our stuff. And they make it into, oh, this is a new haircut, tri- new haircut stuff. The, the bonnets, box, yeah, all the things, yeah, so many things that they try to take of us, yes, and make it not not the not the everyday average white person. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the ones that want to take over all of our shit, mm-hmm. and then tell people, you know, what 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 what's the big deal, or why do you want to change it? I actually heard a girl once. She it's, was, it's the same ones that was complaining about the Little Mermaid being black. Yes. The same ones yes, that's, yes. Taking, that's trying to take our stuff. I had someone who said something along the lines of they, I was telling them how I went to, I would visit many different churches, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the churches that I went to, it was a predominantly uh, black church. It was uh, a friend of mine who was Ethiopian mm-hmm. and they had a mural inside and they were black angels mm-hmm. in there. And I expressed this to a female and she was of the 
lighter race. She was Hispanic, but I could tell by the way she viewed life, mm-hmm. you know, it was white. So she was like, why do they always have to change things? Why can't they keep it the way that it is? First off, I'm like, you're you're talking to a person of color. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> like they and do I not include in this day comment? Like and second, like angels can be any colors. Mm-hmm. So let's not go there. But yeah, I do feel that things do tend to get taken, quote unquote, from us and turned into something else mm-hmm. where it's fashionable, whether it be big lips, big butt, um, slang. Yeah. It's 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 the footprint yeah. of what pop culture is mm-hmm. a lot of times. Um, I, th- I think that it's, it's crazy. Um, did you see the car that went over the um, pier in Virginia Beach? Did you hear about that? I heard about it. So last Saturday... Don't know if it was intentional. It kind of sort of looked intentional because they had to go through a little obstacle course to get to where they they ended up. Yeah. So for someone that wasn't doing it on purpose, I mean, they, they could have just bagged out, turned around, did the reverse of what they did to get there. Yeah. So to me, it makes me think that um, either they had a um, psychological break. Right. Um, they were depressed or something and they just wanted to end their life. Yeah. Um, but they end up just going off the pier, driving off the pier, and they couldn't rescue them last Saturday. Mm-hmm. And they just recovered the vehicle this Saturday, yesterday. It's so uh-huh. sad. It is. Um, anytime someone feels like they don't have a way out and they just um, take their own lives, and that's that's hard. You're sinking to the bottom of the ocean and there's no way for you to get out yeah that's that's a terrible way to die like what if you change your mind how like what if there's kids in the car it's too late you can't even save the kids Mm -hmm. nope shit's awful Mm -hmm. yeah i think i think that's terrible um did you hear that they found they supposedly found amelia Earhart? Oh, they found her plane or found her whereabouts in her plane Yeah. yeah i think i think that's pretty cool that they found it because um it's been how many years but see back in what was it 70s or 2012 or something they were supposed to find some bones on a beach that they thought was hers Mm. so apparently those weren't her bones those were just somebody else's so (laughs) i'm not laughing because there's no (laughs) yeah but now they have to go and figure out who that person was right if if this is supposed to be her yeah so who is this mystery person that they found whenever yeah i heard they had those um divers looking at the mm-hmm. sonar and the area where they feel like her plane yeah. had crashed so yeah she disappeared in the middle of nowhere i think it's crazy that we're all the way in 2024 we right. found it and we found the titanic like instantly um, don't y'all don't judge me but i didn't even know she was missing i just thought she was her plane is gone yeah, i didn't know like i after okay so my memory after maybe fourth grade like mm-hmm. anything before fourth grade i can't remember oh wow and i have a hard time remembering some of the things like from school when from fourth grade up yeah so the memories that i had then and like the things like i don't remember none of that so yeah. if they taught any of that during school 
I don't remember none of that. I don't. All I remember is she was a, a famous pilot. Yeah. Other than that, I didn't know she was missing. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah, I can yeah. think of uh, that show Wishbone on yeah. PBS mm-hmm. to to taught me about yeah. about her and her plane missing. Mm-hmm. So, and you know Joan of Arc being burned at the stake. Yeah. So, yeah. And the last thing that I want to talk about is right. have you heard? Well, it's sort of one and two. Um, it's like good part and then i want i mean a bad part that i want to talk about and then the flip of a good part okay so the bad part is you know how keith lee always comes to different states and do few food reviews right did you hear about him going to dallas yes in the weekly season oh man this is called blocking your blessings how dumb are you you took four thousand dollars and that $4,000 could have been so much more from all the people that would have came. Did you hear that he also gave them like a hundred, I mean, $873 mm-hmm. on yeah. top of it? I was, I was on the line. Everybody. I saw it. Like, oh, okay. So he gave two thousand, okay, he gave $1,000 to the barber who's right. cutting hair. Yes. He had left to go do something. Yes. He gave $1,000 to Sherelle who yes. was braiding. Right. And he said, I have $2,000 for you right. to do food. Right. And then, well, $2,000. Mm-hmm. Then he turned around and said, here is another 840 something, something yeah. or whatever to um, pay for the next few people who come up here. Right. She decided that they didn't, they weren't with her. They didn't need the money. Yep. That I'm going to take this money. Yes. And I'm going to keep it and do what I need to do. Right. That's not what he said. Nope. That's not how blessings work. Yes. You should have did what that man said. You know what I would have done if I was him? What? Uh, call my bank and did fraud. Man. <laughs> I and then ask, and ask for my money back and then try to communicate with, what's her name? Sherelle, Sherelle. and her brother. Mm-hmm. And that's how I would handle it. Yep. You know what I mean? So I would, I would definitely uh, do. And, you know, honestly, they might honor, especially with the, the documented mm-hmm. uh what he said mm-hmm. and stuff so they 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 could if he really took that route i would i would say hey fraud and then it took for him to get on social media to say you are intentionally taking what i said and misconstruing it mm-hmm. and to benefit you because mm-hmm. when he said um divvy it up how you see fit mm-hmm. he meant after it came through right and you like he said if you want to do it on zelle yep Cash out, PayPal, yep. however you want to do it. That's what he meant by that. Right. Not you take and give them what you see fit. That's not what he meant. Yeah. And you sit up and take it and you go, that is just crazy. You just, now you are closed. You're ruined. Everybody know your face, your son's face. Who's going to want to spend money with you? Nobody. And that's the Keith Lee effect. Man. That's the Keith Lee effect. So, yes. yes. So, he they definitely blocked some. He shouldn't have even been involved, but that teaches him, too. Now, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, going to have to pay these people mm-hmm. individually, trying to get. Now, I have to be more straightforward. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is what this is for you. This is for you. Just because of what I went through before, I have to take these measures because people are not as honest yeah. as they should be. Now that was the the bad part of a blessing that I want to talk about, but there's also a good part of a blessing that I want to talk about. <clears throat> there's a young lady on TikTok, um, y'all can't see me, but I keep moving my hands. It's crazy. Um, who met this gentleman who was homeless, and um, <clears throat> she took him 
and she started a GoFundMe and she got him a hotel. She got him a phone. She took him to Target and just was um, buying him um, stuff. And I think she raised over $150,000. It's up to maybe $200,000. And when she told him the amount of money that she raised for him or that, you know, she raised, he was just like, "Mm, that's our money. Oh, and they said he had cancer or something. He has um, prostate cancer. Yeah. And so um, he wasn't concerned about the money. He was happy that he had someone to talk to, mm-hmm. someone that cares yes. and is showing appreciation. Yeah. And that's the good part yes. of the blessing. Right. Because not only are we seeing what this young lady, her spirit and what she can do, yeah. she's helping this man and she didn't have to. No. And, you know, she paid his phone plan up for a year. And, you know, you have those naysayers that are like, well, what is she going to do with the money? How we know he going to get it? Well, you have to just be positive and know that she's going to do the right thing because, you know, that's what she's showing us. Yeah. But, yeah, that's the the good and the bad of, you know, people out helping other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What did you have for us today? You know, so I was just going to talk about... um, What's going on with our political world? Mm -hmm. A lot of our people are not registered to vote or not even interested. I don't tell people what to do when it comes to political views. Mm -hmm. I just say maybe also be aware, you know, you don't have to go vote or you don't have to vote for who I vote for or whatever, but just be aware Mm -hmm. of what's going on. And so for because 2024 is an election year. So we either might have the same president or a new president or an old president that we used to have. So right now in the Democrats, I'm not going to list everybody, but I'm just going to list kind of who are the main three Mm -hmm. in each race. So we have uh, Joe Biden in the Democrats. Uh, We have a uh, Moraine Williamson. I may have said her name wrong. Uh, we have a Dean Phillips. And so those are all three Democrats. Mm-hmm. We have Republican Donald Trump, uh, Nikki Haley, and Ryan uh, Binkley. And we also have an independent section mm-hmm. of Robert F. Kennedy Jr., um, a gentleman, gentleman named Cornell West. And then we also have a Jill Stein. Okay. Yeah. And so a lot of these people are like, okay, well, what does it matter uh, what you know about these people? Well, they're the ones pushing certain types of economic topics. So, for example, Biden, he's been um, good that he wants to protect on Social Security and Medi- Medicare. Mm-hmm. I was watching a video basically talking about how our Medicare and our Social Security may be depleted in the next 15 to 20 years mm-hmm. because right now our Social Security which is supposed to pay for our future Mm -hmm. is actually paying out our current baby boomers because the bait, there were so many baby boomers in a certain time period that we at our generation is covering for that finance. So, you know, Biden's trying to make a plan so that social security is not going to run out by the time, you know, it comes to that. Uh, Nikki Haley, she actually wants to. Speak, speaking of Nikki Haley, um, <laughs> can we change her name back to um, what it's supposed to be? 
Oh, her. <laughs> so if you can't be who you really are, how do? Why do we want you? They were trying to push the Asian Pacific. If that is that the correct term? Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, a little bit, but she doesn't really even claim it. So when the news was trying to, I guess, get people to identify with her, like they did with Kamala Harris, you know, it's like, are people really claiming that portion of them? How can anybody identify with somebody who doesn't identify with themselves? If you feel like you are not, your name mm -hmm. isn't good enough or for people to believe in you and you have to change it and white it down so that people think that you are Caucasian, so that they will vote for you tells a lot about you. And why should we want someone like that as a president? I thought she was a white woman um, originally, and, <laughs> and 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 you know, in all intents purposes, yes, she is. But when it comes to the cultural breakdown of things, and when they were saying certain stuff, I was like, why are they referring? And then I realized I was like, oh, okay. Her name, she is not white. She's a what? Um, what is she? I thought she was like Indian or I just yeah, I didn't want to. I want to call the wrong thing, but yeah, yeah. she's not technically white. Yeah, specific like I know it's like her Asia. name is Nimrata. Yeah, Nimrata. So yeah, no, yeah. she's she's not white. Yeah, and the other candidate, how is he still a candidate? Uh, we talking about Trump. Trump. You know what? Um, it's you know what this they're trying to stop him from running mm -hmm. because they haven't had something like this happen before. You had you incited a whole insurrection. And no one knows how to treat that legally because they've never had that happen yeah. before. And I think I, I think this is why we're watching people make up these rules as we go. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, well, now we're going to ban him from these ballots in certain states. Yeah. Oh, well, now we're going to charge him with all this stuff because they couldn't charge him as a sitting president of all the things they wanted to. And I find that interesting too, is other countries sometimes behead their leaders mm -hmm. or persecute their leaders. But in America, it's like while they're president, they are protected. Mm -hmm. And then the minute they're not president, that's when they start attacking them and doing charges and there's no law against like presidents who being charged with a crime before and now they're like wow maybe we should make these type of laws and then even with the you were talking about the presidential uh debate or whatever or candidates it was did you see the convoy that was passing through texas trying to say that the borders we were under attack at the border so they was oh, having Abbott all was these saying. people it was like a huge convoy just going through and sitting down there. And then people were realizing that we're not under attack at the border. So they're seeing that all the lies that they're telling in social media and everything isn't true firsthand. Yeah. And sometimes it takes for them to go through the stupid stuff to see that these politicians are lying. And it's not, you can't take what they say at face value. What the, you know what the thing I've been actually watching a lot is when it comes to the, my immigrants and people crossing the border it's people coming in in inflection where they cannot can cannot help it it's becoming a humanitarian crisis yeah. so when they had all those people over in eagle pass and people standing under bridges and stuff and they didn't know what to do with people and then what what they're doing and i don't think that that's okay is you're taking these immigrants that's coming over you're putting them on a bus you're putting them on a plane and then you're sending them somewhere else yeah for someone else to take care of yeah. but what about these people 
They came over here for refuge. Yeah. They came over here because they figured that this is the land of opportunity and they mm -hmm. have a better opportunity here mm -hmm. than they do in their own home country. Yes. country. Yes. Yet you treat them like scum yes. and you just ship them off. For, for what? So this is what I do know about this. What I do know is they're sending them to states where legally they have a right to stay because those those states voted for open immigration borders. So basically Abbott was like, okay, fine. Our state's not doing this and fine. We won't deport them back, but you guys handle it. And so I've been watching the news. What's been happening in New York is now New York is under a crisis because they cannot handle the influx of people. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is now the mayor, his name is Mayor Adams, I could be wrong, yeah. of New York, he's now saying, okay, maybe we should revisit the idea of immigration because I feel like we do need to address it. Mm -hmm. We see an influx of people at the border. Obviously, they don't know the proper steps to take the right way, or they. I feel like they would. I feel like that. I mean, even okay. So when they come over and then they try to give them the test to become a citizen, us as U.S. citizens don't even know the answers to the test. So why are they giving them those tests to become a citizen when half of us don't know it? Give them I, steps it's it's be based beneficial. off an old, old system. Yes, and they need to update it and make it beneficial and where stuff that they're going to actually use yeah and where and the, and the and see the only reason why we have an influx of immigrants coming over the border is because word of mouth which spread pretty quickly was that america was going to have open borders there was a law that was being lifted and so they felt like okay we're coming and we're going to come america's just going to say whatever and they were trying to get the people like hey don't come this is just because you hear something it's not what you think and just to only because i keep following this stuff in new york the migrants that they've been bringing over are busing they've been trying to house them in hotels and then it got to the point where they were putting them in schools and parents are getting upset because they're used they didn't know that schools were a part of public resources mm -hmm. for emergency situations for uh migrants coming over to the border so now that's compared to I want to say back in like the 90s, I forgot what year it was, but I know it was when Clinton was president. 2% of America really cared about immigration. Mm -hmm. Now you flash forward to 2024, where it's becoming very obvious, right in your face, this is at the border and now we're sending it to other. I, I don't think, I understand what Abbott did was effective. I don't think it was the best choice. Mm -hmm. It was effective into getting his counterparts to talk about immigration mm -hmm. and what's going on at the border. Like for me in a la la land, I feel like they should build these facilities, not the ones that they have, because they have, they have like jails where they're housing people in like cages. I feel like they should build a processing facility, a, a large enough facility to say, okay, we're processing you here. We're trying to get this here. Who is your communication? This is the proper way to go. And they yeah. can say like, oh yeah, we have this, we have that. Obviously it's not working. Yeah, it's a whole breakdown in systems across the board everywhere. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that need to be restructured and changed. And it's like, they're so stuck into the 18, 1900 ways of doing things. Mm -hmm. that they don't realize like we need, it's 2024, update shit. Yeah. Change stuff, make 
make it better for the world. Right. They're not doing it. They're making it better for themselves. Right. They make it better where they can get more money in their pockets right. and things work better for them yes. instead of the people. Exactly. So I just thought, you know, I bring up just a, just a little bit of key points that this is election year. Yeah. And even if you don't go out to vote, just pay attention to what's going on in the cities around you, mm -hmm. the current events, because I feel like in this time and era, it's more important to be vigilant on what's going on around you when it comes to politics, finance, money, you know, pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was what I want to touch on. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. And um, so I just want to thank you all for tuning in with us on our Not Your Average podcast. Yes. We discussed a lot today. We did. We did. We talked about abuse. We did. And there's so many different kinds of abuse. You have emotional physical, mental, sexual, neglect, uh, financial. Um, if you need help, you know, reach out to the um, domestic violence hotline. Right. Um, if you have someone that you can talk to that you feel safe with, talk to them. Yes. If you don't have anyone, you could always reach out to us. Mm -hmm. um, my personal Facebook is Yoko Stackhouse. That's Y-O-K-K-O -K -K -O, Stackhouse. Like, you know, Stackhouses. Um, yeah, and my uh, is Lady Roscoe, L A Y D I E, and then Roscoe, R O S C O E, on uh, Instagram and like, you know, Twitter. So find me there. Yeah, and then my Instagram is Yoko underscore Camille, C A M I L L E. And then our Facebook is Not Your Average Podcast um, with Lady Roscoe and Yoko Camille. And then our Instagram is Not N O T underscore your average podcast tx we also have a youtube and tiktok so you know you can go ahead and reach out to us there <clears throat> so again you know we just want to thank you for that and we also have some new projects coming out yes we do we do what is going on with us so we already told you that we have bite-sized theater that's on tubi yes so if you haven't go ahead and check that out it was written and directed by marcus wallace mm -hmm. and we have a new one that's coming out so make sure you stay tuned for that and it's called public relations nightmare yes and that's drama, drama, drama. Oh my goodness. It's a series. It's going to have a few episodes on there. So make sure you tune into that. I will be playing Shireen. And I play Tanya, right? Yeah, she's supposed to be my best <laughs> I friend. I had to think about who was I in this, in this, in this scenario. Yeah, she's supposed to be my best friend in this situation. but Not so best of friends. And yeah. I'm, not, I'm not even understanding how we even still stayed as friends. It, it's a toxic situation, but, yeah. you know, it's a fun um, little movie um, series. Series. So I want you to go ahead and check that out. It's coming out on Tubi, and that was written and directed by Marcus and Mar Marlon Wallace. Right. Um, so, yeah, go ahead and check that out. And did you have any other things happening? Heck no. Right now, my life is just doing this. Right. Um, I don't have anything, but you know, you can also go on YouTube and check out any of our other Past stuff. 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 Yeah, yeah. We have I have a skit called Post Me on mm -hmm. there. Um what what did what was the first no, you wasn't in the first one. It was um dang, I can't even think of it if it's on the top of my head. Right, here we go. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna tell you. 
in two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so I have um, why it didn't work. This on YouTube. Mm-hmm. When smashing goes wrong, this on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And post me. Um, I have how I caught my killer. That's on Oxygen. That was a good one. Killer relationships. That's on Hulu. Yes. And sleeping with death. That's on Hulu. Yeah, yeah. That sounds good. That sounds. So yeah, good. definitely go check those out. Yeah. And, you know, I got stuff on YouTube, you know, a little series called A Day with Lady. And I just travel little places, you know, South by Southwest, different music venues, uh, different studios that people record at. So, you know, check us out. Yeah. And we're going to be doing some skits ourselves in, you know, the next few weeks. We're going to take a pause on recording the podcast for a couple weeks and start mm-hmm. working on some other avenues right so we're going to keep you updated on social media we're going to be posting other clips so you know make sure you check those out yeah so we're not going to be gone we're just going to be doing other things until then yeah we're not taking our break yet but we're just letting you know we have a break most definitely yeah so thank you for tuning in to not your average podcast with yoko camille and lady roscoe all right Oh, and happy Black History Month. Black History Month. Yes. Yes. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Leverage about it. Just keep glad that you found it. Tell a friend about it. Know we all about it, so we gonna speak about it. Yoko Camille and Lady Roscoe leave no doubt about it. Scream it out from the mouth. This not your average podcast. You ain't talking about nothing. When they hit the highway, they talking about something. Better tune in and listen. Get the scoop, they dig it. It's just an open discussion. Now tell me what's your position. You know what it is. Not your average podcast. You know what I'm saying? Yoko Camille. Lady Roscoe. Y'all tap in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>